Welcome to Happy Hunters. We're your hosts, Jonathan. And Molly. Today's interview is with the magical Leia Lilly, who runs her own business of empowering others through astrology, birth charting, tarot, coaching, and more. Leia is proof that there is not one definition of success. She is pure inspiration, and by the end of this interview, you will feel ready to start following your dreams. For a long time, I carried around boulders in my backpack of regret. It was heavy and intense. And one day I just decided, why am I carrying all this weight around? (laughs) And I just decided I didn't want to carry it anymore. We are excited to announce one of our partners for this week's episode, Nut Pods. We are obsessed with adding this into our coffee and tea. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Nut Pods, it's a certified vegan dairy-free creamer made from coconut cream and almond butter, and it is delicious. Nut Pods has made our transition to a plant-based lifestyle so much easier. It's perfect for coffee, tea, smoothies, and even other recipes. As a special offer for Happy Hunters listeners, they're offering 15% off their website. Just use the code ICONOCLASTICWELLNESS, all caps, at checkout. That's ICONOCLASTICWELLNESS on nutpods.com to get 15% off your entire order. Today's episode features Leia Lilly, who believes that positive thinking will change your life. She used to feel anxious every day going to work and then decided she's not okay with that. By redefining success, acknowledging and taking ownership of the past, and most importantly, listening to your gut, Leia knows that we are all capable of living a life that is filled with happiness every single day. Hi, Leia. Welcome. We invited you here to Happy Hunters because your light shines so bright. You are so happy. You love what you do. You love who you surround yourself with, and you love to empower others to find their light as well. I am so inspired by your story of choosing happiness, choosing love, and choosing yourself. We're so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Your work is so unique and so beautiful and a big part of your happiness. How did you discover you enjoyed astrology and coaching and birth charts and tarot and as you describe all your other witchy woman magic that you do? I can't exactly remember the first time I was like, this is what I'm going to do. But what I do remember is going on this journey of finding myself and through doing that, just really getting to know myself, really getting to know what was important to me, what I valued. I stumbled upon all of this magic. I remember when I was really little, my dad took us to see uh, this woman who read birth charts and tarot cards, mystified by it. But I was also like, this is kind of crazy. I don't really get this. It's a lot of learning about myself. And I don't know if I'm ready for all of that. But As I got older and went on that journey of really diving into myself and exploring myself, that stuff just came back into my awareness and really was my soul calling me and saying like, hey, this is really what you're meant to be doing and also what you're really, really going to enjoy and is going to make you really, really happy. And that has been so true since the first day I started doing it. 
were you doing it as a hobby first or you made a pretty big leap from something else completely to jumping into this? Practicing it on myself, reading my own tarot cards, looking at my own birth chart, learning how to self-coach and then started sharing with people that that was what I was doing. And it quickly became a business from there. It kind of magically and divinely worked itself out in a really beautiful way. Have you always made space for work to be a place that is fulfilling or did you know that you needed to switch to this career because you were in a space that was unfulfilling before? Definitely the second. (laughs) I've had a lot of jobs in the past that gave me a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of second guessing myself. Going to work became a really anxious experience for me. So after a while of having miscellaneous jobs when I was living in LA, I just decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to create my own business because I can't continue to feel this bad when I'm looking at going to work. And so I created a social media agency running social media profiles for a couple different businesses. And a year into that, even realized, okay, I'm still not happy. And that's crazy to me because I made this business. I created this. So how could I have created something that I wanted so badly that doesn't make me happy? It was getting very real about that with myself because part of me was a little bit embarrassed, kind of ashamed that I had created something that wasn't working for me. And I had to get really honest with myself and say, okay, what is it that's actually going to be fulfilling and make you feel good about the work you do, make you feel fulfilled and make you feel like an expert in what you do? It's so inspiring creating something and having the awareness and honesty with self to say like, it's not working. It's really hard. Oh my gosh. It's really hard. Even once I got to that space, hey, let's get real. Let's get honest. It's not like I can just be like, okay, clients, this doesn't make (laughs) me happy. See you later. Like I had contract signed. There was some stuff that still needed to be worked out. And that was maybe even more daunting than admitting that truth to myself. That was a difficult part of the journey for me, for sure. How did money and fear come into that as well? Or was that not a component? Oh, huge component. Huge. (laughs) (laughs) Those things were definitely huge when I was making that decision. Fear had always been a really big proponent of any work that I was doing. That manifested in not feeling confident or good enough in what I was doing. Always second guessing myself. Always wondering if there was more I could be doing. I need to be doing more research. I need to do this and this and this. And that also comes from my perfectionist Virgo nature. So Mm. there's a little astrology for you. (laughs) The fear is huge. When we want something or hope for something, our fear is that we're not going to get it. We're not adequate enough. We're not experienced enough to have that. By continually telling myself that that's where I ended up. Confronting the fear was hard, but it helped me move to a new level because it forced me to get honest with what I was telling myself. It was like, you are creating this situation for yourself. You are a big reason why you're not finding your own happiness is because you're holding yourself back from it. And you're afraid that you're not going to have adequate money if you go after what it is you truly want or people aren't going to pay you for the service that you actually want to offer. And those are some really destructive things to tell yourself. I mean, if I had a friend who was telling me that, I wouldn't be friends with them anymore. 
yeah, those two things definitely played into the journey a lot and are two things that I still constantly have to rewrite the story around so that I'm able to live this dream I'm living now. How did you learn how to rewrite the story? I mean, for so many of us, that's as far as we ever get. I can't do it. There's not enough. It's too scary. What about the bills? I'm not good enough. All the things you just said. How did you learn how to rewrite the story? I had to non-judgmentally observe the way I was thinking. And the way I was thinking was a lot of negative stuff. A friend said something to the effect of all the negativity that you've been living in and running with hasn't gotten you anything. What would be the difference in rewriting all of that stuff to positive? That was a big one for me. Trying something new. The thing that holds a lot of us back is like, oh, positive thinking isn't going to do anything for me. It's not going to magically change my life. But the reality is that it kind of does. The job of our mind is to create a reality that's coherent with our thoughts. So if I'm thinking nothing but negative things, my mind has no choice but to create a negative reality to match that. But if I'm thinking positively, then my mind has a different job. It has the job of creating a reality to match my positivities. I noticed it in small ways first. And when I started collecting all of those small ways that things were changing because of the way I was thinking about them, everything started to shift. It really is a practice. It's just a practice of observing how it is you're thinking, how it is that you're sabotaging yourself or standing in your own way, and what story or affirmation or rewriting you can do around that to really lift yourself up. It's not like you've been living this perfect life forever. I mean, you've experienced hard stuff growing up in a community where you didn't feel like you fit in, having a tough time in school, experiencing difficulties in relationships. And all of that hard stuff brought you to this point in your life where you were willing to kind of take those steps to feel the fireflies of happiness. How were you standing in your own way during that time? Giving too much of my power away. I put too much emphasis on fitting into the community and telling myself that I stood out in negative ways. I have friends who take too much of me, who want too much of my time, who don't give to me in the same way that I give to them. And continually telling myself that and continually manifesting that for myself. A lot of time and mind power was spent on thinking about those things and trying to change those things about myself instead of really accepting my uniqueness and reveling in the fact that I am a really good friend. So the story I was telling myself around those things was pretty negative and pretty hard. And I struggled for a long time because I didn't have the knowledge or the ability to put words around what I was feeling. I was just stuck in the feeling of it, which was hard lot of anxiety. I had pretty crippling anxiety just a couple years ago. So it has not been without going through the struggle. That's for sure. What changed it for me was my observation and view of it. You know, I look back on that time and back on all the things that I went through and the friendships I struggled through, you know, not fitting in, really not knowing my place in the world. And I wouldn't trade that because it's given me a lot of the contact for which I'm able to work with people now, for which I'm able to coach people because I've been there. I've seen it. I felt it. There's a lot of magic in our negative experiences. Going back into that and saying, okay, what power can I extract from this. It's not meant to bring us down. It's meant to teach us something. And looking at those past experiences with regret is just another negative story. 
Definitely. Again, you're giving your power away by regretting and by wishing, oh, I wish they wouldn't have done that. I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish the situation would have been like this. It's feeding this cord that's taking your power out of you. We have to go back and cut the cords and draw our power back into ourselves to say, what can I learn from this? What can I use from this so that the power stays with you and not experiencing that regret? Because that's really heavy to carry around. And for a long time, I carried around boulders in my backpack of regret. It was heavy and intense. And one day I just decided, why am I, why am I carrying all this weight around? <laughs> what, what good is this doing besides ruining every single new start every day that I have? And I just decided I didn't want to carry it anymore. I love that visual because I do also feel the heaviness of holding on to experiences. And I've never thought about it in quite that physical imagery. That's literally perfect. Don't get me wrong. It's not like you just set it down and walk away from it. And you're like, cool, I'm healed. I feel great. This is awesome. My days are fine now. I had some really, really close friendships and I'm no longer in those close friendships anymore, which makes me really sad. And for a long time, the way I thought about it was I was giving way too much I didn't get anything in return. This was so tough on me. I thought that I had true friends here and I just didn't. And they were just awful to me. When in reality, taking my power back and reframing that situation, I realized that in that time, I had a ton of walls up. I didn't let people get close to me no matter how much I was giving to them. And these were people that wanted to get close to me and that tried to get close to me. And for whatever reason, I felt like I needed to put distance there and and yes, I still gave to them and was wonderful friends, but I ultimately didn't let that love, that friendship in. And that's a learning experience for me. And so it's like, how can I let my walls down a little bit to have the friendships that I'm desiring? And that really gives me control and power in the situation too. It's not on them, it's on me. Is that what you mean when you say, you know, once you took full ownership of your power to create happiness for yourself, everything changed? Yes. What is my part in this and where do I go from here? Because we get into the regret space when it's like, well, I really wish that they would write the long letter and say how sorry they are. And that's not going to bring you any sort of satisfaction or closure. What is, is what did I learn and how can I apply this better when I move into the next friendship? That ultimately is where I feel like I'm standing in my own power. And then I'm able to just inject happiness into all these different spaces in my life where I thought it magically was supposed to come. It's like, no, I get to make it. I get to mm. make my own magic. One thing I love that you told me is we need to drop out of the thinking that happiness is the same for everyone. What does that mean? You know, is that the standard typical kind of a dream or do you mean just we need to open our imagination, creativity, just all of it? When our generation was younger, we were prescribed this societal definition of success that you make a bunch of money, you have a nice car, you're in a relationship, then you get engaged then you get married, then you have kids. And that is ideal happiness. One of the biggest things that we prescribe is happiness equals money or money equals happiness. For a long time, that was the definition that was playing in my head and wasn't getting that. So I wasn't feeling happy. It was like, there must be something wrong with me that I can't do this, that I can't achieve it. The definition of happiness for everybody is different. It just is different. And it's so surprising to me that we don't talk about that or share that or accept that. Everyone is so unique and the things that make this person happy are not going to be the same things that make this person happy. 
And I can see that in your chart. I can see it in your zodiac sign. And I can see it just from person to person. And once I got really clear about what are the things that make me happy, me personally, money wasn't on my list. And it was shocking and surprising because I thought that was what I was supposed to want. And that was my problem right there. This is what I'm supposed to want versus this is what I actually want. And I don't need to apologize. I just need to go for that. I was not one of those people who knew what I wanted to be when I was little. My husband is. He has always wanted to be a chef. He's a chef and he loves being a chef. And what was so difficult for me was actually getting specific, like you said, of what do I want? If I don't want what I'm supposed to want, how can I find what will make me happy? That was hard for me too. That's a question that we are never asked. It's really hard to develop that insight and that language, not only around yourself, but then about what truly makes you happy. My perspective is that that comes from listening to our heart, listening to our soul, listening to our intuition. And that voice is very, very quiet. Our ear is not trained to hear that voice. Our ear is trained to hear our mind and our mind is loud and our mind is judgmental. And our mind will interpret those signals from your heart, from your soul, from your intuition. But it puts a spin on it to say, okay, this is what you want. But here's five reasons why you're not good enough. Here's six reasons why it's just not going to happen for you. And I really think that you should put that away and focus on what you should be doing. The goal, get in touch with my heart and my soul, my intuition, quiet the mind so that I can say, hey, mind, can you non-judgmentally translate what it is I'm after here. And that takes practice. And it's all part of the journey of getting to know yourself. And it's what inspired me to do the work that I do, which is helping people find that for themselves, helping people tune their ear to their heart and their soul and their intuition by using their birth chart, by using tarot, by using all of this magic, because those are the things that I found. I was able to translate my heart and soul wishes and it changed my life. We just talked about how there's so many paths and there's no one right way. But <laughs> if you could give just one piece of advice for someone who is looking on how to start the path to knowing themselves or getting to know themselves or owning their power, what could be the first step that they could do? First of all, have grace and patience and love for yourself as you embark on that journey. It's very easy to get frustrated with yourself or want things to happen fast. It's a journey and they call it that for a reason. And I would say the first step is starting to listen to yourself, starting to listen to that inner voice, listen to your heart, listen to your soul and know that answers to all the questions that you're seeking, all the things that you're wondering about, all the things that you're thinking about, you have all of those answers within you. I am not telling you any information that you don't already know. I'm just reminding you of things that have become hidden or repressed or lost. So just know that the answers are within. Know that it is completely possible for you to wake up in happiness every single day. And don't be afraid if the answer doesn't come right away. We're going to switch to our silly but equally important questions. Yay! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you really, you got to pay attention to these ones. They're real, real tough. Okay. Okay. All right. If you were stuck on a deserted island and could only listen to Britney Spears or NSYNC on loop for the rest of your life, which would it be? Oh my God. 
<laughs> because you love them so much? Or is that, I mean, is the dilemma because of how perfect both options are? Or Britney Spears, because like girl power. And I guess I haven't heard enough of Instinct's music to be like, they're the ones. Great answer. <laughs> Solid answer. I think anything on loop for the rest of your life is equal to torture. So, okay. Cake or pie? Gosh, these are hard. These are hard <laughs> I warned you. I warned you. Oh my gosh. Okay, cake or pie? Ah, pie. <laughs> pie. That's that's Jonathan's choice too. I am I'm cake. What kind of pie? I really like like lemon meringue. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah, like those citrus ones. And I feel like there's not a lot of citrus cake going on. Jonathan's favorites are exactly what you just named. So he's like on your team. <laughs> Good man, Jonathan. Good man. Okay, very last question. If you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? Some sort of sense where I can just touch somebody and know how they're feeling and be able to like take that on in my body when I want to so that I am able to have empathy for them exactly where they're at. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, Leia, thank you so much for joining me on Happy Hunters. I love your energy and I'm so grateful to have had the chance to connect with you today. I'm so happy to have been here. I love your energy and think you are a fantastic human being. And thank you so much for having me. I resonated so deeply with Leia's imagery of carrying a backpack full of boulders and really learning how to accept and claim ownership over my story. How could you rewrite your story? Are you listening to that quiet voice and empowering it to speak up? Are you ready to own your power? Head over to Happy Hunters podcast discussion group on Facebook to share your experiences, connect with others, inspire, and empower. Find out more about Leia at leialily.com. That's L-E-A-L-I-L-Y.com. We appreciate you tuning in and hope you got as much out of this episode as we did. We are a brand new podcast and could use your help so others can find the show. Please subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. Tune in for new episodes every single Tuesday. Find us on Instagram at Molly and Jonathan and follow our RV adventures on YouTube at Our Tiny Mess. If you know a happy someone who we should interview, head to iconoclasticwellness.com slash happyhunters to nominate them or yourself. You can also support this show by supporting our sponsors. We'll see you next week.